But what I do remember is my dad at one point telling me, Chris, do you know the best part of getting married? You get to see your wife naked. Oh, my God. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial. And my son is a stand-up comic, mime, and human fountain on America's Got Talent. That's correct. Together we host this podcast where we talk about sex in order to give you a laugh. And destigmatize the whole damn issue. Destigmatize. Uh, and we have quite the episode for you. <laughs> quite a destigmatizing episode. Uh, before we get into this Mormon rendezvous, <laughs> the tabernacle, uh, we'd love, the, if you guys want to support us, if you like the show, uh, even if you don't like the show, send no, us, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. don't want to hear any negativity. I could, I could no use judgmental any, duties. if you're going to leave a review, leave it on iTunes because that's, that really helps us out. It'll make sure it's a good one. Uh, but recently we, we got a, you want to read a, a wonderful review? Well, one? this is on Instagram actually. It's in, in response to our hitting 20,000 followers. Woo hoo hoo. Oh, wow. Yeah, Look that's at that pretty cool. Metric. Well, metric has been hit. This is from Webercom. He says, incredible Karen, but not a, unexpected. You and Cam discovered a truly unique and funny path to follow that I knew would succeed. He, he's been a long time, long time support and follower. Lots of hard work and great content got you here. Congratulations and continued success. Uh-huh. Oh, a, little a little pun, pun. on sex. Thank you, Webercom. In addition, we got someone who gave me a kind of a funny one here. Just Dancing UK. Oh, yeah. She's also a long time follower. Ah. Uh, Love seeing this. Congrats to the Dirty Duo. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, maybe we should name the Whack Pack the Dirty Duos. No. Nah. We're okay. still, uh, the jury's still out on still what our Whack Pack should name. be called. So, you know, it's our family, our still. extended family. Yeah, it's still the Whack Pack. All right. Um, another way that you can support us, which we very appreciate, is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. That's the best way to support us financially. Um, and it allows me to uh, live a little bit more freely. <laughs> <laughs> like like you can eat. But uh, actually, we're going to add some very exclusive content there. You're going to see we're, we're adding all of our uh, recent and past podcasts that have been featured on other people's podcasts. So, first of all, I did not realize stream. that you were signing me up to do all this work. <laughs> or, this is you're going to. So what she's suggesting <laughs> is that we make an entire new podcast a no. feed where we take all the episodes that we've done on other people's podcasts and just line them up so that you can listen to them all. I don't know if anyone's going to want that. Everyone's going to want that. Okay, well, in any case, probably missed out us, on all these great opportunities. They're usually even better when we are interviewed by other people because then you really hear. I think you just like talking about yourself and that's why that you like these podcasts better. True. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, they I, might be this. They're they're all very they're, similar to one another. They're so. interesting because everyone's got a different take on the questions. And today's questions were fascinating, absolutely fascinating. All right. Well, if we would love to hear your thoughts on whether you'd like to see that, if that would be in, of interest, by giving us a text or a voicemail. Yes, text mom is our phone number. Uh, and as 
if you're just joining us, you should know that we often put out Monday morning after show, which is where we play your voicemails and we respond to them. It's called MAS. Oh, yes. MAS. That's how you'll know if it's a Monday morning after show on our on our feed. All right. And now a very quick thank you to our sponsor, SmilingDick.com. Smiling Dick creates the only climax control training program that is FDA approved, meaning... You want to explain what it means? Well, training for what, Cam? You didn't mention it. If you jizz too quickly <laughs> when you're having sex with someone and you want to prolong you, that. You want to last longer in bed, basically. Get get this uh, training program. They send you a little vibrator. They give you a lube with it. And they well, give it's you, not just any vibrator. It's a vibrator that molds to your dick. It doesn't mold to your dick. It, well, it is molded, molded in the shape of, of, a, of a penis, which is kind of rare. And <laughs> it, you, you masturbate with it. They teach you the stop-start technique, and you do it for six weeks, and it's been shown to increase your stamina from two minutes to eight minutes on average. I got to tell you something. Personal experience, boyfriend has tried it, used it, and it works. That's unbelievable. Personal experience. Okay, we don't need to go more into the personal experience. <laughs> Smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off. And it also lets them know that you heard about us through, through this podcast. You heard about them through our podcast. That's what I meant. Smilingdicks.com. Enter promo code MOM for 15% off. All right. Now, do you want to give him a quick prelude to this episode? Yes. We have Chris Deuce. Yes. And Colin Hatch. They, they were both raised in a very Mormon community. I mean, as he describes, it's not like very Mormon or not Mormon. It's kind of when you're Mormon, you're Mormon. You're in or you're out. It's like listening to Big Love meets Book of Mormon. Yes. And, and so these guys... Our uh, Chris is a comedian at Upright Citizens Brigade. So it's a very a funny out. podcast. It's a funny podcast, but they talk. So we invited them onto the show because they are part of our podcast, our sex podcast collective called Pleasure Podcasts, and uh, we they talk about sex mainly with people of Mormon faith or who have uh, left the Mormon uh, faith. That's just Mormon, but also of any of these like extreme. Yeah, religious yeah, and, and they talk about sex with them. It's pretty fascinating. I highly recommend their podcast, Celestial Sex. They blow my mind because they have done so much emotional interior work that allowed them to leave the faith, and that that's why I love talking with them. Right, and they're both in their 20s. So they're no, 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 they're both in their 30s. Okay, they're both in their 30s. They said that they're about your age. Yeah, and 30 and 31. Okay, they're in their 30s. All right, they're 30 and 31, so technically... They're in their 30. <laughs> anyway, the point is I'm glad to be a Jew. All right. That's how it comes. Great. That's the takeaway from your episode. All right. No, I just thought like they're funny. They're smart. They've done a lot of self-exploration. Yeah. And I mean, it really shows what happens when you're raised in a repressed. very conservative, repressed religion when it comes to sex and how that can later affect your sex life. And they really have talked to a lot of people. They, they're they really knowledgeable. I love this episode. Uh, it's one of our best. I You know, you don't need to be part of a very serious faith. You don't even need to know people of like serious religions like this. No, but it'll make you glad that you aren't part of one if you are one. It, it really is, is eye-opening. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And without further ado, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the Mormons and the... Okay, never mind. Nothing rhymes with Mormon. I don't know. You're not <laughs> rhyming with Mormon. I was supposed to You're be rhyming bees. with bees. Well, why is it bees? Mormon 
Mormon trees, D's. Tabernacle's. I always oh, add E's on. Maybe B is just a bad word yeah, to be rhyming. Yeah, Well, actually, it sounds like it would be an E. Knees? Knees, B's, Mormons on their knees. But they're not. They're not doing blowjobs. No, they could be praying. Huh. All right, enjoy. <laughs> Chris and Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Woo-hoo. I am so excited to have you guys here. Me too. <laughs> uh, you guys... I. I feel when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh my god, this is so. These are people that are doing the same thing we're we're doing in a, a very different realm, right? And you guys must be facing the same like obstacles that we face, probably. Yeah, yeah. And your comedians, <laughs> which which is which is also. How do you end up becoming a comedian that talks about sex? This is this is. I thought. We I thought, thought we I was the, the only, only one. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> we found out there's more of us. Yeah, so as Mormons, uh, Colin and I fall on different parts of like the Mormon spectrum. I'm completely out of the church at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, am a performer and enjoy creating things. And of course, with comedy is a lot of truth telling and sex is a topic that is for the most part, either off limits or lied about within the Mormon church Mm -hmm. and the opportunity to uh, reach out to friends of ours and and new people that come on the show and hear people actually say things that are true and then to joke about it and talk about it in uh, a way that is digestible, fun, is, uh, is cool. It's like it's mind expanding for us and is uh, a way to overcome some of the guilt, the pain, all those things that can come with a conservative Mormon upbringing. Mm-hmm. So are you from Utah? I'm not. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Chicago? As we Chicago. are. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what great. part of Chicago? I'm from LaGrange. Oh, we're up north. Okay. Oh. Cool, cool, well, we cool. We still got the same accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to the Mormon church. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going back to the Mormon church. <laughs> <laughs> I decided six years ago I'm not going back. Uh, because I always think, you know, for a layman, we don't know the inner structure. And all I know of it is like... Uh, polygamy i think that's pretty progressive right i mean you think there's a lot of sex going on you know i don't know is that true or <laughs> yes well, oh that's, that's kind of the thing is that i think there's a lot of sex going on and a lot of not talking about sex which is why polygamy happened and mormons aren't polygamists anymore um at least like mainstream like mormons aren't there are fundamentalist, quote unquote, Mormons who have continued being polygamists, and there, there's a lot of them. We don't, we don't want to pretend that those people don't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. There are huge communities of polygamists who fall outside of uh, the law and and like mainstream Mormonism. But yeah, yeah, and just like in general, if you don't know anything about Mormonism, yeah, it's... let's let's start there. Let's get, one, <laughs> yeah. let's get a one hundred and one on Great. this because I'm thinking of the TV show. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, uh, Big, Sister love. Wives. Big love. Big love. Oh, Big love. Yeah. I I love that show. That was very hot and sexy. I yeah. mean, you're, you're <laughs> a different picture here for me. <laughs> so uh, you're crushing her fantasies you're right now, Colin. It for me there, so Colin. You, you likely have some Mormons who are listening. At least a few. Oh, definitely. And this uh, for Mormons, this would be a 
first discussion uh, <laughs> sure. is, is when yeah. is when Mormon missionaries show up at your house and teach you about the the basic principles of the Mormon Church. So yeah. Colin and I will slip into our missionary <laughs> mode. Oh Despite, we, are both of you even part of the church still, or what? what? So I I identify as Mormon still, but. I'm I'm trying to like forge the a new kind of Mormon that doesn't go to church and doesn't believe in all of it, but still calls themselves Mormon. If that so makes sense. Identify, you identify with the Mormon faith. Yeah, yeah. That's how we. I, I I would say we're not as extreme, but as far as Jews go, we are. We practice some of the very you know some of the customs, but we're basically, you know. We're very, very liberal Jews. Yeah, exactly. And that's say? It's yeah. very much like a heritage thing. Right. Yeah, right. you identify. My families, generations back. I love the food. <laughs> yeah. Mormon <laughs> food. I didn't know there was Mormon food. Yeah, what oh. would Mormon food look like? Well, it's prepared in an enormous dish. It looks like catering at every meal. <laughs> because there's so many wives? Honestly, uh, it's really... <laughs> Mormon food's pretty gross. I'm not actually... A oh, God. If you've All had right. funeral potatoes... Uh, Jello molds. A lot of casseroles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, this sounds like typical. So, yeah. So, Mormons... Uh, right. They're not polygamists anymore, but they tend to have larger families than the rest of the United States. Is birth control so, part of their... Uh, yeah. So a lot of Mormons use birth control, uh, every type, right? I I am divorced. My ex-wife had a uh, an IUD. I think she'd feel comfortable with me just talking Sharing about that. birth control? <laughs> but, but like, so in that, like, okay, we're a Mormon married couple, and IUD was part of that. However her process of getting an IUD was traumatic. She was Mormon as well. Yeah. And at the time, we were in Utah. Uh, We went to BYU. Colin, you also went Mm. to BYU, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, BYU is Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. It's a church-owned university. And when you go to BYU, you're part of the BYU healthcare system. And at every step of the way for her to get an IUD, someone was questioning her as to why a young woman who is within her childbearing years would want to prevent pregnancy. Wow. Right? And there's also like lingering assumptions about an IUD being attached to uh, uh, abortion in some way that like to prevent the insemination uh, of an egg or whatever oh. is is akin to or somewhere adjacent to abortion. Damn. And abortion is very looked down upon within Mormonism. As They're not it is pro-choice within, is what right. you're saying. Not pro-choice at all. <laughs> not as far from uh, pro-choice as, uh, yeah, you could as you can, yeah, cat. totally. Um, so uh, as far as, yeah, being like sex positive or being uh, informed about health and that kind of thing, like people have to seriously take it upon themselves to do their research and advocate for themselves because doctors will tell you not to, uh, for example, get an IUD, or uh, if you're unmarried at BYU, you probably can't get access to the pill, hmm. to birth control. Damn. Yeah, that kind of shit. Wow. So is, going, that, is there a lot back, of unwanted pregnancies in college because of that? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Quietly. Did you know a lot of people <laughs> that were pregnant in college? Uh, yeah. You did? I, yeah, I knew. I had some friends, yeah, for sure. I mean, that would kind of A suck. lot of my friends got married in college. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. that's yeah. a big thing. Damn. They don't, but do, but they don't actively practice abstinence, or do they? They do. Oh, okay. So, it's yeah. it's it sounds very much like extremes of almost like Christianity, where you had a friend that was. Yeah, I lived with someone who was in a very similar faith, and he he got married pretty young, and 
I know it was really challenging for him to like not engage in any sexual encounters. You yeah. feel all this guilt. It was like a people whole were cycle. constantly trying to fuck him. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. became a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah, and it's like your first question. I mean, that's why I wanted to do celestial sex was because there's so many Mormons who the the actual Mormon Church's policy on abortion is actually pro-choice, but the members don't realize that nuance and the members don't get that. And we don't talk about it enough in the church for anyone to know that. Oh, interesting. People get away with way more extreme views than the church actually holds because we just don't talk about it enough. Wild. So where, where within Mormonism would you say that the church is pro choice or where within the like, like policies legally? Well, so the, the church is anti-abortion except in cases of rape and incest. Mm-hmm. So therefore abortion has to be legal. It would have to be. It had to be legal because there might be a rape and incest case. Yeah. So, okay. And they're so, definitely against criminalizing abortion that way, you know, because of that. So well. in that way, they are uh, at least open to that, like spe- those specific instances of yeah. having an abortion. Yeah. Right. right, which I guess other faiths may come down hard on. I don't have the, mm. the mm-hmm. details or stats on that. But yeah, I guess there are probably other faiths that would uh, say fuck you to women no matter what. Oh, right. yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No question about yeah. it. And there's people that aren't even religious that say that too. Totally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> lots of, <laughs> lots of like them. Like right now. Oh, God. So we, we kind of heard, did we did we cut you off, by the way, earlier? No. no, no okay. Yeah. So we we're, you are a little secularized Mormon a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you fit into this, Chris? I fit into it. I feel uh, I'm still technically a member of the church. So the Mormon church has records. Your name's on the record. Really? Name, there's yeah. card-carrying... Mormons. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that you you have to, to get into the temple, you have to be like, you have to say you're Mormon, right? You can't get in yeah. otherwise, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have to you have to go through certain like worthiness interviews and then you get a, a card with a barcode on it. And Are you like 13 and get a bar mitzvah? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. yeah. How old are you? Bar mitzvahs are these? great. Bar mitzvahs really set you up in your community. People pitch in. <laughs> I, I love it. It's a, I never had one, but it's a, it's a remarkable experience that you could never get again. It's Ugh. not the same as a wedding. Right. Yeah. Mormons right. uh, baptize you when you're eight, so not when you're a baby. You get baptized at eight, and at eight, you get a cake. So there's, <laughs> there's an advantage right there's there. There's some advantage there. I remember <laughs> Mormons don't give a shit about ceremony. That's really? just kind of true. It's like, nothing let's is rush us through it. It's nothing's sacred. There's just, yeah. Well, it's pretty young religion, right? It is. So like, it is. This a- ritual and tradition. Yeah. So this is an 1830s American-born religion. Right. And, yeah. okay, I, I keep thinking of um, no, I can't even Big remember. Big No, the musical. Book of Mormon. Book yeah, of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Okay, yeah. hello. Love that. I have musical. like some serious senility setting in these days, but yeah, I mean that was a great musical. Is how true is Book of Mormon? Because I've seen it twice. It's so hilarious. Oh, it's dead on. It is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of very a lot of Mormons actors. actually na, 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 love na, 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 it because na. it's so like accurate, and they they have jokes in there that like only Mormons get. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and the church uh, recognized the opportunity to promote its, itself within it and included an advertisement within the playbill for Book of Mormon oh, that wow. said, now that you've seen the play, read the book. I actually oh, did see really? that. I the totally saw better. that. I thought that was a joke. 
It was real. It's the real. Mormon oh Church capitalized on that opportunity. Uh-huh. And Smart move. Took an ad. Yeah. Took an ad out. Uh, but <laughs> but oh man, the the Book of Mormon musical is brilliant too, just because of its like, it's totally commentary on this white savior complex yeah. that mm-hmm. that uh, Mormon missionaries are imbued with when they are sent out all across the world to preach the gospel. It's this idea that we have the answers, we have the antidote to your pain. Yeah, and you're not okay until you meet us and come with us to church, right? And I, anyways, that's where they really get it right. It's the, the cultural implications yeah, of, yeah. of the globalization of Mormonism. Yeah. But oh, so uh, if you haven't seen it, it is literally one of the funniest, funniest oh my musicals gosh. ever. It's so great. It's amazing. But yeah, I'd say <laughs> I'd say I'm not. A, I'm definitely not a practicing Mormon. I'm not a believing Mormon. I'm. Um, I'm a atheist of sorts, but don't identify <laughs> with the atheist community. I guess my parents are Mormon. My brothers are Mormon. And you were raised Mormon. I was raised Mormon. I went on a mission. I married in the temple. I, I'm a, I'm about as Mormon as someone could get, uh, but I think that the whole story is bullshit. So, yeah, because the Mormons don't actually believe in Jesus. They, right? No? They no, do. They do. They do. They do, but then they also believe in... Um, Joseph Smith. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting all my knowledge, by the way, from the Book of Mormon musical. Okay? So that's where I came up with <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. You got a lot of good stuff. So, oh, yeah. So in the 1830s, Jesus came down and... 1830s? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, came a little late to the Mormons. And uh, <laughs> came down and, and uh, made Joseph Smith a, a prophet, but like a, a modern-day prophet. Kind of like Noah. So that's uh, Moses. Uh, Moses, Moses, Moses. Yes. Moses yeah. You know, there are, yeah, all those. I, I am amazed. When I listen to your guys' podcast, I am really amazed. It is a, like a, it, it's a religion that really seems to um, affect your lives. Like there is a, it, it, there is a lot of uh, practice, at least, at least from what I've heard you guys go through. And yet you've also done so much work on yourselves to kind of establish your own relationship with all these ideas, it's its amazing to yeah. hear. How do you think Mormonism affected your sex life, like growing up, today? I mean, this is a huge yeah. question. Did you have yeah. a sex talk with your mom? We'll start there. Yeah, I had... I had one sex talk where they, where my parents sat me down and taught me how people have sex, P and V sex, and... P and V, like penis vagina? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember you cover your penis, your penis and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> you cover the pussy and jelly. There you go. I got a nice sandwich. I remember my mom. She she had a book that she read to me, and my dad was in the room. Dad didn't say much, and I remember my mom only editorialized one thing, and it's the only thing I remember from that night, which is she said. After she had explained sex, and in the book, this couple has sex, um, and they, she, she says, she's reading it, and she says, yeah, and sometimes she's on top, and sometimes he's on top, and then she looks at me and goes off script of the book and said, or sometimes they're side by side. <laughs> and that's all I remember from that talk. That I was in, hilarious. Your mind kept going like side by side. Yeah. How does that work? Oh, I still think about it to this day. <laughs> to this day when you're having side by side sex, you're like, like look, huh. I'm doing Wait, how my mom's uh, Third or fourth grade. So what was that? 10 or 11? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
in I don't remember a specific sex talk. Uh, my parents divorced when I was eight, and I don't think anything happened before that. I don't th- really remember my dad sitting me down to have a talk about like, uh, right, like P and V sex, like where <laughs> really where babies come from. And then my mom was probably too stressed out being a single parent to like sit me down. Plus, there's all of the the Mormon stuff going on. And then my stepdad did not teach me about it. And I got a stepdad when I was 12. But what I do remember is my dad at one point telling me, Chris, do you know the best part of getting married? You get to see your wife naked. Oh, oh my God. That's so I'm, special. I'm probably seven oh when he's telling me this. God. And I really spent very little time with this man. And it is one of the only things I really ever remember him oh, saying to me. No. It is very special. <laughs> it's, it's great, but it's like it's couched in endless questions, <laughs> eternal curiosity, like... Dad's into gazing. He's into gazing. That's, That's funny. Right. <laughs> That's really and it's funny. your stepdad, too. Uh, oh, th- this was still my real dad. Oh, that was your real dad. This was okay. my real dad. But, you know, I got very few lessons about life at all. This was one of the only things he really talked to me about was he gets to look at her naked. That is so funny. It, is, it is funny because it comes, it's very Mormon of him to say that. And I say that because totally. uh, there is an obsession, I feel like, with... Uh, with like pornography, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that is okay in the Mormon Church. No, no, it's oh. not okay. Shoulders, bare shoulders aren't okay, and bare, oh, shit, bare midriffs aren't I okay. I am so not okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> like right. shoulders are sexual. I look like Female a fucking slut right now. Are, are, in the are sexualized. There's a joke in in Mormonism of referring to bare shoulders as porn shoulders. I have yeah. porn oh shoulders God. going on. Karen, yeah. Karen's so proud of porn shoulders. Second half. is currently Mormons. shimmying her porn shoulders. <laughs> but but so th- what remains though, because it's so off limits, and because we have we've sexualized every part of the female body, we there people are very fixated on it, and mm. I think the highest uh, recorded like. Uh, per month, like porn subscriptions are in Utah. Oh, wow. There's a lot of porn use in Utah. And uh, I don't personally believe in sex or porn addiction, but there is certainly a complete uh, obsession with it with, within Mormonism. And, it, and a lot of it goes like underground and unspoken. And uh, it's never talked about in, a, in an accepting way. It's, mm, it's right. demonized. And, and so in interpersonal relationships uh men will i mean this this is always happening not just in mormonism but men will uh completely sexualize every aspect of a woman and uh objectify her and a wife becomes something to solely gaze upon wow and of course this has been handed down to us from the ages but it, it completely removing her personhood and she becomes yeah just a tits right the walking sex machine right yeah exactly is that human sibian how does that <laughs> human sibian yeah how does it affect the actual sex people it, are having do you see people like running like <laughs> I feel like in circles like you know someone's chasing little mothers around <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, so, I mean, I'm just thinking of like our experience at college, like men in BYU are obsessed with hot tubbing. And the reason they want to go hot tubbing is because they want to see girls in their bathing suits. Oh my God. And that's the only way to do it and have it it still be like modest and it's acceptable because, oh, you're in your bathing suit because we're at a hot tub. What about a regular pool? Yeah, or, or a sure, pool. pool parties. I can't believe they're allowed to wear bathing suits. <laughs> yeah, do pool parties. It, it's Utah. Sometimes it's freezing cold. Oh, right. So everyone wants a hot tub. Exactly. Bingo. Got it. Yeah. yeah. If you're a hot tub manufacturer, go to <laughs> Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were in college, it was like, were you told, I mean, what, what were you even told growing up? Like what sex was or how to think about sex? Yeah. Or like, how, was it allowed? Where should sex fit into your life? Mm. Yeah. It, you wait until marriage and then it's great and it's beautiful. Oh, so wow. That's, so there is kind of some like light at the end of the tunnel. It's not always. <laughs> don't do it. Bad, don't do it. Right. Some it's, religions are, you just don't do it. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a huge sin until you get married and then it's like totally fine. But that actually causes some trauma and some really hard transitions in people. They'll get married and they have a really hard time switching their brain to like, this is okay. Right. And a lot of people, especially Mormon women will go through a phase where they have to like really get used to like, Oh, this is okay, and I, I don't have to feel guilt about this anymore. Oh, wow! Because they've internalized that so yeah. much their whole lives. Holy men too, shit. for sure. Yeah, men too. Well, and this is this is coming from our hetero perspective, our cis hetero perspective. Oh, I can't oh, even imagine yeah. the gay perspective. Right, chaotic. the gay perspective oh, is you never get to have sex. Gay sex doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed gay marriage, obviously. Right. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not, you can't be Mormon and uh, gay married. You are Mormon, gay, celibate. That's mm. the option. That's the only option you're handed. Wow. Or you are operating outside of the the commandments and you're not welcomed into the temple, for example. Holy you don't shit. get the card. Dude, you can no go card. to the meeting house on Sunday, but you don't get to go to the big white building where your eternity is uh, collected, ostensibly. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It reminds me of something. Uh, we had a guest on recently. She wasn't raised Mormon. She was just raised Christian, but she said... Yeah, coming out to your parents is super hard when you don't talk about sex at all. It's like, hey, I don't, we don't talk about sex, and that doesn't exist in our relationship dynamic. But I don't even want to have the kind of sex we would talk about if you wanted to talk about Holy sex. Crap. I want to have gay sex. So it's like this double layer of like, super difficult conversation to have and also imagine being born uh a woman who has a penis right if you're a woman who has a penis like you you, like they can't come up with the answer there's no answer for you mormons think gender is eternal yes they believe gender so like and it's attached to your sex organs right and so what does it mean by eternal meaning that like if you're a man you'll get the priesthood here in this life and then when you die and go to heaven you'll be you know a king or a you know whatever a, penis. a prince and yeah but and, remaining male and, yeah and being male is very much a part of your like identity in heaven whoa and being female right. is very much a part of your identity in heaven so a lot of this is for the afterlife basically yeah, yeah. and so there's just no way to talk about i mean there's no room for trans people 
at all. Yeah. Oh, and that's the problem with making a religion on 1830s science. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear how you guys uh, turn the corner and, and what change. Uh, but before that, we need to take a quick commercial break. Right. A big thank you to our sponsor, Smiling Dick. They make a lot of dicks smile. Smilingdick.com is the only FDA-cleared climax control training device. Basically, it makes you last longer in bed. If you are like me, where when you're with someone for the first time, you come in a silly amount of time, (laughs) and you want to last longer, get this product. The personal trainer for your dick. It is a personal trainer. Basically, they send you a vibrator. They send you some lube. They give you some instructions. And in six weeks, you're supposed to increase... Studies show... Yeah, you increase your um, your stamina for a significant amount of time, up to most on average up to eight minutes, which I'm looking forward to. Right, because that's about all you need, really. You don't really need like who's trying to go longer than eight I don't minutes? even know if eight minutes is do. I think eight minutes is too much. It's supposed to help your relationship, your relationships, even if you're you know having regular sex, because it will make you want to have sex more, given that you will have better performance that satisfies your partner personal testimony i think it's working with my boyfriend look at that how do you like that so if you'd like to participate go to smilingdick.com enter promo code mom for 15 percent off if you want to last longer in bed we're back with chris and colin hi from celestial sex yeah okay so at what point did you guys just say okay something is a little awry here (laughs) i Something is amiss. I mean, I I remember in high school, so within Mormonism, there for men are opportunities to advance in what they call the priesthood, which Colin was just talking about. And the priesthood is the power of God. To achieve some of these things, you need to be spiritually pure, right? And I interpreted that as a teenager to mean that I couldn't jack off, uh-huh. right? Do, and wow. do they tell you no yes. jacking off? Yeah. Oh, so then you're right on. They, they tell you that, but... Everybody's jacking off, right? Right. Well, I, women too. Yes. Well, well, they don't really talk about <laughs> it with women, but that's the expectation. A woman could probably slip past those rules a little bit easier than a man because there's like there's truly just less expected from women in Mormonism. Wow. I heard a story once of a a, a young teenage girl who went in to see her bishop told her bishop that she had been looking at porn and her bishop said, no, you haven't. <laughs> and just didn't believe her. And she was like going into like start her, you know, repenting for it. And like, he just didn't believe that she would look at porn. Oh my God. There's a lot of like denial of female sexuality going on. Holy totally. shit. So, I mean, yeah, surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm beating it like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, it's almost like the forbidden fruit, too. The more you know you're not supposed you're to do 18, it. 17. I'm, I'm a boy, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm coming of age. It's dripping from my ceiling. I can't seem <laughs> to turn off the faucet. You're and, hetero and all your friends just got boobs. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's plenty of adult women that have them, too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm... I'm coming into my sexual self. I'm I'm masturbating and feeling extremely guilty about it. And at the same time, not wanting to lie to a bishop uh, in order to advance in the priesthood. And so I didn't. 
I didn't go into those interviews. I stopped advancing in the priesthood. Oh, interesting. Because you chose whacking off versus being a priest. <laughs> you made a choice. And I guess and I, I still I get am. It. I get it. <laughs> Honest. I get it. Honest I, I would masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> did people know that you were making this decision? Like, did your parents oh, I, know? I, I Well, they knew I wasn't advancing in the priesthood, but I wouldn't <laughs> tell anyone why. I didn't. So were the, but they, here's the thing. The only reason people don't do like take the sacrament at church or advance, advance in, the in the priesthood or you know do any of the like the mormon milestones is because of sex stuff totally that's the like so is it common or is, is it rare that people are as honest it's as either you? sex or drugs and like you no know, one's doing drugs so it's sex yeah it's pretty much sex. is alcohol allowed no so that could be another reason. No, yeah. no wine. Uh, no, right. That would suck. I mean, it, yeah, it, wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I miss more: wine or sex. <laughs> uh, All right, it's sex. <laughs> Jam, wine. You love uh, berries, Lacroix. <laughs> you love berries. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. Big into berries. Uh, so yeah, alcohol is off limits. I I drink now and enjoy it, and uh, yeah. would miss it if I were to. And no smoking weed either. I'm sure. Weeds off limits. Damn, Um, this is a tough religion. It's a tough. It's a tough one to follow if you like uh, feeling good and being open about how good you (laughs) feel. I can see why that would be a problem. But what we are. I mean, we're sounding kind of harsh on it. But I, I have not met one Mormon who is not like the sweetest person around. Oh, Mm. of course. So like, there's there's a big emphasis on like kind kindness kindness they're so freaking kind yeah it's crazy yeah Yeah. to be clear i am coming down on uh dogma doctrine in the institution i am not coming down on anyone in the church specifically Mm -hmm. i mean i i maintain uh close friendships and family with plenty of lds people Mm -hmm. i don't hold them accountable uh i hold the institution accountable i hold patriarchy accountable like this was forced upon most of us, right? Right, right? Like most of the people I know are not converts to Mormonism and waving the flag. We were born into it and our parents were born into it. Yeah. And a crazy man in 1830 who was <laughs> power hungry figured it out. Joseph Smith figured Joseph it out, Smith. wrote a book, and everyone went, ooh, this guy wrote a book. But it sounds very <laughs> He's the only like- guy I know who wrote a book. It must have been given to him from God. Yes. But it sounds you know? like almost like Scientology or any of these like, I don't Correct. want to say cults, but yeah, man, sure. it sounds very cultish. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris believes it's a cult. I don't, but that's, you know, fine. Oh, I, 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 believe, I believe it is a cult in a, a broad sense of the word cult. I mean, it is accepted as a mainstream religion, just as Scientology is, which, I mean, we can all agree that that's a joke, right? <laughs> uh, I feel like Mormonism is extremely close to Scientology in oh, its foundation, mm-hmm. its origin story. It's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that Mormonism, like, breaks from uh, we don't need to get into this is just a question though we can edit it out if it's boring the answer is boring but what makes you think uh, some uh, how do you determine religion versus cult i would say question. uh does your religion isolate you completely from the rest of the world and oh. when you break from that religion are you uh, shamed and isolated from that religion and your family and your family. Right. So, uh, I think Scientology does that probably more often than Mormonism does. 
when you leave Mormonism, you don't have like these squirrel hunter people coming after you, videotaping you. <laughs> it's really kind of spooky. It's, it's scary. Yeah. And Mormons, for the most part, will not lock you in a basement. Um, <laughs> and make you clean toilets and, with a toothbrush. Exactly. But there are a lot of people within Mormonism who, when their children come out as gay completely reject them and their children end up homeless. Mm-hmm. There are people who leave the church. There's and a big yeah. teen suicide Aww. bulge in Utah going on right now because of That's sad. these, these, there are a lot of teens that realize they're gay in Utah. Their entire community doesn't think their sexuality even exists and they don't know where to go. Mm. So there's a lot of that. Those people, I'm sure, could walk away going, oh, I just escaped a cult. Yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. But for people like me and Colin, who right. are white, male, cis, straight, uh, honestly, I suffered very few consequences, and that's privilege. Yeah. Colin and I are soaked in it. Like, yeah. we about as soaked in privilege as you can get. If Colin and I were billionaires, then we'd have... That would be more soaked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as far as leaving a religion goes, my family still loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh I my friends still love still me. Still talk to you. Yeah, I've yeah. been. I I may have missed out on some work opportunities by leaving the church, but that's about it. Hmm. I'm safe. You know, yeah. a lot of people aren't. So for me, less cult like than it was for someone else. But in the way that they uh, tell you that a number of things are true that are absolutely untrue and completely just completely made up and making up an eternity that you're aspiring to and adjusting your sexuality and changing just your beliefs about yourself. Uh, yeah, very cult-like. Yeah. Well, what did it feel like when you guys were coming to terms with the fact that you might not agree with this whole religion that you've been raised with? Oh, it's so earth-shattering. I, I could only it's, imagine. I, uh, those were the worst two years of my life. Really? And so I was living here in LA. This was pretty recent. Um, this was like, what, four years ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. And it had been starting earlier. It started while I was at BYU. I'm 30 now. It started while I was in college. And I always say if I had stayed at college, like another month, I would have just left the church. I, I was really grading against cause you in Utah, everybody's Mormon. You can't escape it. You go to the grocery store and you feel like you know, everybody there is Mormon. It's all Utah, not just like Salt Lake City and No, yeah, it's it's the whole state. And so so there's a lot of like oh man, it's really hard to break out of it while you're so surrounded by it. Then I moved to LA and I found it refreshing to like live in a real community again with, you know, diversity and different people. So church became like a, a like a rest from that and very like grounding once a week kind of thing instead of seven days a week, 24 seven. But then I just, as I started realizing that a lot of Mormons say a lot of things that don't make sense. (laughs) It's a problem for you. It just started really tearing my mind apart. You know, when you're cutting a steak and you've almost cut through it, and you just kind of pull the steak apart with your fork and knife mm. instead of cutting the rest. And there's just like a few whatever. That's It felt like my brain was tearing itself apart when Holy I would go to church. Shit. I would come home with crazy headaches oh. and just cry for three hours. And you were so alone. Yeah. And, and there's no... The problem is 
there's no, and this is kind of what Chris was talking about too. It's not, it, it, it's not advantageous for the church. It's not in their best self interest to give their members language to talk about leaving the church. And so they don't. What would that look like if they did? Um, that's a good question. I've, that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, but it would look like, uh, you know, having like a Sunday school lesson about how to talk to your family members who don't go to church anymore, Hmm. how to be nice to them, how to Hmm. treat them like real people, how to like have a conversation about differing beliefs and not get angry, that kind of thing. But they don't, do any of that and it makes sense because it's not in their best self-interest because they mm-hmm. want everybody to be it shouldn't be members. comfortable right it yeah shouldn't be comfortable to leave they don't want to make it comfortable to leave and so that you you just have to go that alone and it jesus was, i Christ. thought <laughs> i thought i had lost who i was your whole identity i thought i was gonna come out of this a completely different person and I came out on the other side and realized after lots of therapy that I am still me and so much of me wow. is still me. And so it, it's so freeing now. It was really liberating, but oh my gosh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And yeah. then oh you guys found God. each other? Yeah. We had been friends. Yeah, yeah at, BYU. at BYU. Oh, cool. We, yeah. So we knew each other during this time for me and for you too. Totally. So we yeah. helped each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think like... So we've been doing this show for a year and a half or so. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure a lot of this... Uh, these conversations have been healing for both of us and Colin and I have like, I mean, that's part of the podcast too. Yeah. We get to like rehearse these thoughts again and again. And, and it really helps us like, Oh yeah, wait, that is wrong. We both know that's wrong. Okay, it's wrong. Yeah, and then you get like new perspectives when you and you talk to other yeah, people of different religions to, and totally different, yeah. exactly. different it, Orthodox religions, mm-hmm. especially for us. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're two Jews. We're, we're <laughs> two Jews. This is like sex is totally fair game for us. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't it, think any. I mean, actually, like the Hasidic Jews really push sex. I think. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. sex is a great thing over here. So, <laughs> it's really interesting. You know, even even for us to have this podcast, we're constantly learning. Our ideas are getting challenged in, in ways that we didn't even realize were kind of conservative or isolated. Or well, like, especially uh, with the discussions that we have, which are like, I, I can't even imagine what the Mormons would think of us. We, we would be like <laughs> dartboards or something. I don't know what we, they would just completely. I mean, we pretty much shatter almost at all boundaries when it yeah. comes to what we talk about. Yeah. So I, I have to say that I, First heard this podcast, I don't know, two two or so years ago, almost three years ago. Is that when you started yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, was moved by it, inspired by it. You guys inspired Celestial Sex. Oh, really? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I remember, yeah, listening to your show and I think you were interviewing a sex worker or a porn star or something. And I was like, sounds right. <laughs> and of course your dynamic is, is what it is. A, <laughs> a mother and her son openly discussing sex. And I thought, and as I'm sure a lot of your listeners have thought, my mom would never talk about mm-hmm. sex this openly with me. And I felt that too. And I was, you know, you get the, why not? Well, well, I'm part of this system. And you kind of start like sorting that out. Yeah. Anyways, I think uh, openly discussing sex is uh, the only way to go. 
And that became the mission of our show was to normalize talking about sex within our circle of influence. Yeah. I have goosebumps. I just Me feel too. so good that you said that. I mean, if that's I mean, if we can inspire anybody, especially men like you who are so classy and smart, I mean this it's amazing. Yeah. And honestly, listening to your podcast did the exact same thing to me because I was like, I'm like, I was so pumped for this interview because that whole like, um, like being raised in, in such a strong faith and then doing the work to get out of there and, and, and decide what you really want is so inspiring. And so, to infuse comedy into it too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that you're like, how did, how does it relate? Like, yeah. How these sex this? talks are for us have been heavy as fuck. And given that I thought this was just going to be a comedy show, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's going to be funny to talk about sex in my hour week. And now it's more like, no, this is actually affecting people in a yeah, way that we weren't yeah. expecting. That's totally. exactly our experience exactly. too. You, did but you get into love, it for comedy? We've, we've, I did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny, though. A lot of it and is. The thing is sex is funny. Like we have we have a phone number we have a hotline uh, and the phone number is yes sixty nine sixty nine LDS oh, yes like our yes um, text mom and uh, <laughs> yeah and like I there's there's fun stuff like that and we've gotten criticism for it and I always just tell people like sorry but like making light of this is part of normalizing it yeah. like right. if we can laugh at a sixty nine joke that makes it so much easier the next time somebody wants to talk about 69ing with their partner. Totally. That's why you see... you're just saying the word. If you say the word more often, it'll be easier to say the word in the bedroom. All of this stuff. The more you talk about it, the easier it is and the more boundaries you you start crossing. We have three three little Buddha figures. (laughs) I love the little Buddha. And Petcock Willie. Which is a massive dick. It's a massive gold dick. And we have that to lighten it up. Those are the fixtures on our table. We got spirituality... And Midas was like, I want this motherfucker <laughs> to be hard forever. <laughs> so where, where now do you guys, how do you, how do you think, are you still working with stuff in your sex lives? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, get, let, let's get the deets on the, on the P and the V. <laughs> Honestly, I related a lot to what my experience was when I stopped going to church and kind of had to like reestablish what I believe and what I don't believe. It's a lot like that. Like, Oh yeah. Do I like a lot of questioning what I want, you know, out of sexuality and, and what I like and what I don't like and kind of discovering who I am and what I like. I don't know if that You're makes sense. You're having a lot yeah. of sex. <laughs> and doing, I, I approve doing a lot of exploring and making you know mental notes of like what I like and what I don't like and and incorporating that into like my vision of myself and being open to like oh maybe I'm gonna be a person who is this way and mm. that's fine mm-hmm. that's okay learning to accept myself for that does that mean the people that you're choosing to engage sexually with or the type of acts that you're engaging both. with both hmm. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's great, though. I mean, having gone through what you've gone through, regular people that don't have any of those, you know, constraints with religion, rarely go through that kind of experimentation. So this is great for you. And the, it, I always look at the grass as always greener. This is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then so I was a married person when I left the church, 
And How old were you when you were married? At 24. That's pretty young these it was, days. It was young, yeah. Did you wait till marriage to have mm-hmm. sex? Yeah. Both of you guys? Or no, no. Colin wasn't. I didn't. I haven't been married. Okay. I wasn't married. I but even I that, wait. waiting to marriage to have sex, you were, you didn't have sex till you were 24. Yeah, I didn't. I did not have PNV sex until I was 24. Ah. So I, I had everything else but PNV. sex. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Everything else but butt sex. Yeah. Oh, butt butt sex. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had I had been sexual with people. I you know started kind of making out and trying stuff in high school and. I think I guess it would start to look like sex and mimic sex. Is that when, allowed? When I was no, it's off oh. limits. Yeah, completely. Yeah, like any anything beyond uh, kissing. Like if you're get if you're allowing yourself to become aroused at that point, the spirit has left. Oh boy, right? the Holy that's, Ghost. Oh, that's wow. the teaching. The Holy Ghost has ejected himself. If you become aroused, so the you ejaculate, he ejects. <laughs> the whole, he ejects. ejects through your dick. Yeah, <laughs> that is the Holy Spirit going. Uh, it's Elon Musk's hyperloop, but <laughs> for the Holy Ghost. Um, so I, yeah, by the time I was off my mission and with the person that would end up becoming my ex-wife, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd started like being sexual with each other and were together for a couple of years before we got married. But it wasn't until then that we like, yeah, had penetrative sex, right? So it also, like, because that was my first time, I... It's not because of, but in conjunction, I was not good at talking about what I wanted. I didn't really have a grasp on consent, hmm. consent within marriage, right? Like, oh, because it involves a lot of communication. Absolutely. Wait a second. So, <laughs> was she like just going along with it in silence, or what yeah, was? there were a lot of moments where that happened, mm-hmm. and that is uh, such a uh, pain point, I'm sure, for her, but for me as well to like come to terms with the fact that I was part of that, right? To have sex with someone who may not have been in the mood but didn't feel like she could speak up and Hmm. we were just doing it anyways. So it was like an obligation for her. Yeah, which is, not to absolve myself at all, but it is taught, right? It's taught to women within Mormonism, uh, either like one-on-one or just the the idea is that women are property. Oh, man. Right? That mm. still exists. That- and that's a cultural thing, not a doctrinal thing, but it's powerful in the in the community. It's somewhat doctrinal. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God gives man a wife. Sorry, I was raised by really liberal Mormons, so sometimes I have these... You're like, like a heathen Mormon. I have very like liberal views because my parents gave me them, but you're right. There is some like doctrinal basis in it, too. Yeah, like men, women are given to men. And Hmm. the idea is that like if a man has been righteous enough and did a good job on his Mormon mission, uh, this is the postscript to the musical, The Book of Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) You get to fuck all the time. She never says no. This sounds like a good idea. (laughs) So some missionaries are taught that if they if they are more righteous and work harder on their missions, they will have more beautiful wives later on. They will be blessed with more beautiful wives. Holy Seven vestal virgins. Thing. I was, I was told going out on my mission, I was told the harder you work, the, the hotter your wife will be. What? By, by a church leader. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that didn't sound a little weird. Oh, it did. <laughs> oh, at the time I was like, that's not, this is gross. 
it is gross, but it's also a young mind yeah. and someone who is who is in a, a power like a position of power and authority is like telling you this thing that could make you feel powerful, horny, mm. right? Like it, it's rewarding the pleasure center of your brain to think mm-hmm. that you will be gifted this hot. A piece of meat. I like right? how you point at me when yeah, you Yeah, why say are you this? pointing at Cam? <laughs> yeah. hot. Cam, you are so freaking hot to the Mormon. Marinated, juicy piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> this steak I want to rip apart. There's a lot of steak references in this conversation. Wow. But so, so as our uh, marriage uh, went on, communication became easier. Her and I opened up to each other. Uh, and we, we became better at communicating and communi- through communication started to have a better sex life. Mm. I learned more about uh, how women are not property. <laughs> and <laughs> her and I, have, we've discussed this on a separate podcast, had a, a, our feminist awakening together. Wow. And, and along with that came a, a healthier, more uh, appropriate idea of how to have uh, partnered sex. Have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? There was one time oh. I didn't walk in. Well, no, no, there's two. There's I have two memories. One is when I was very little. Uh, I must have been, yeah, I must have been five or six. And I walked into my parents' bedroom early in the morning. Uh, it was like seven or so. Dad was getting dressed for work. Mom was in bed still. And I thought it was really funny that she was naked. And I was like, why are you naked, mom? And she just, (laughs) she just kept holding the sheets up above her shoulders and was like, oh, nothing, you know, no reason. And I thought it was so silly and funny. (laughs) There was like, no, I just had no idea what was going on. And of course, like thinking about it later, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I get it. Not so silly and funny. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was one time in high school that my parents, uh, I remember I was eating breakfast and my parents just had this like long, super romantic hug and kiss before dad went to work. And that was like the most romantic thing I ever saw them do. But they were just like holding each other for like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. Was it more awkward for you? A lot of like whispering in each other's ears and stuff. What, and were I you was hiding like, or were you? No, I was just eating a bowl of cereal at the table. Like, well, what do you think that was all about? Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. But th- those are like the two romantic slash sexual things. That's a hilarious image. Just imagine yeah, you with eating cereal. Is <laughs> there talking yeah, for 10 like, minutes? Yeah, telling yeah, each other how much they mouth. love each can other. I, can, I, can I get some more Frosted Flakes over here, Mom? <laughs> Chris? Have I walked in on a parent? No, they locked the door. Thank God. Uh, I did share a wall with my mom and my stepdad. Did you twist a, a locked door knob? Did you like encounter a locked door? Wasn't trying to burst in, but oh yeah, I mean, uh, heard more than uh, I wish I ever. Did. <laughs> oh no, uh, it was never I, discussed. I no, and I don't think they know that, and oh, I hope hmm. they never listen. To us. <laughs> huh. How uh, often was it? I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Was Amazing. Joseph Smith's name in, in part Amazing. of the vocabulary? No, no, <laughs> that no. Awesome. Thank God. That's great. Well, gosh. 
Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on our show. Thanks for having us. It's been so fun. So fun. How do people find your podcast or your work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Celestial Sex. It's available wherever you download podcasts. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Celestial Sex Pod. And Patreon, right? Yeah. Oh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Celestial Sex. Yep. And uh, for uh, money, you can hear more. Yeah. <laughs> more shows. You can hear double the episodes on the Patreon. Yes. Awesome. And are you Twice still performing at UCB? Uh, I perform regularly. I'm uh, an improviser and uh, sketch guy. We have and, to see you. I and, love UCB. Uh, yeah. Uh, next time I have a show, I'll invite you. Please do. Yeah. We'll be there. Uh, Chris is so talented. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, you so are much. too you, both are. you guys you guys have had us laughing which is always a goal thank you guys thank you so much yeah thank, thank you, you. A big thank you to smiling dick who doesn't want to last longer in bed camp who doesn't want more control over the penis is That's a better more, question. You're right. Get some penile control. Go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off. It's a personal trainer for your penis. It's a personal penis trainer. <laughs> you masturbate with this thing three times a week for how's six it, weeks. How's it going for you right now? I'm on week, I'm finishing week number four. And? And uh, I think I'm seeing some improvement. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to still have to test this out to get some, some clarity, but I think so. So if they enter promo code MOM, they get 15% off. That's a good deal. Bingo. All right. It's the, literally, there's no side effects. It's the only FDA-cleared device out there. You don't have to spray anything. I numbing out, numbing out the whole genital area on both of you. And it, it's actually, studies show that it's actually more effective than um, some forms of cognitive behavioral therapy. So go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off. And let us know.